Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Takudog8, joined by the wonderful professor, Jet Force Gemini. Hello, everybody. So, the first thing we're going to go ahead and get out of the way is, I sound different. And that's because I am currently fighting something that was brought in from school. Schools are disgusting places. I remember I was watching a YouTube video, and this YouTuber, you know, he kind of jokingly says things in real life, and he said, you may notice that my voice is deep. I have contracted the plague. It's because of the children. Children are filthy creatures. They go to school, they slobber on each other, and then they bring their germs back and give it to the their parents, and it's just not fair. It's a vicious cycle. And honestly, when when I got sick and I thought about that, I just went, well, his his words kind of rang true. <laughs> yep. You gotta, gotta be careful with anything child-related. Yeah. But I will take this time to say, you know, take care of yourself, wash your hands, and if you can, just be safe. Stay away from children. Just <laughs> all children. Unless, unless you're parents, in which case, take care of your children. Keep them clean. Oh, definitely. But that's enough of our health health public service announcement just pretend this is like radio persona taco with a new deeper sexier voice (laughs) hello and welcome back i can't do that (laughs) you're already there you don't have to force it okay fair enough but for those of you that are new i promise you we don't usually talk about stuff like this and our intros don't run this long but we are a pokemon go pvp podcast that specializes in reporting on the lower tiers of the self arena factions <laughs> now we're finally out of the intro we're going to kind of report on some news that the self arena had dropped in regards to the changing in their their ranking system so in previous seasons you had the choice of choosing a tournament that would get 10 times weighted rank and then have it drop down to two times one times so on and so forth until as many as many tournaments that you were in kind of helped boost up your rank it was just kind of consecutive yeah like the more tournaments you do the the higher your rank goes up they're kind they're now doing away with that in which case every tournament every player person that participates in vanilla silf tournaments and that's not a quote I'm just saying vanilla silf because it's been coined and we're keeping it that way vanilla silf every van- Every Vanilla Silk competitor will be allow- allotted 40 tournament rounds to count towards ranking. What this means is if you sign up for 8 tournaments that are 5 rounds, or 5 tournaments that are 7 rounds, and then a 5 round, each of them are all going to count as very highly ranked to your to your self rankings. After you finish those 40 rounds, any additional round will not count towards your rank. So, I mean, if, if you put it in perspective, it's also... You get those 40 rounds for every two months. So it's like, if you were, if you were doing just like, I, I feel like it was still a lot to do more than one a week. So, I mean, that still puts you well under that 40 rounds. Right. And especially like if you do, say, three days, like if you only do one tournament, that's a 72-hour tournament, you essentially will have to do like, four or five of those if they get up to four or five rounds however if you want to go like 
super hard on one one month and then for the second month just kind of chill because you don't like that the the monthly cup for that month sorry ferocious cup lovers and and what was the other one there was one this past november i think it was the the brawler cup mm. yeah that one was that one was d- divisive yeah i did not like i did not compete in the tournament in that one i just was like nope not doing it but going back to what jet had said it's not going to be 40 rounds every month they're also introducing a wave system which is going to encompass two monthly cups in that first wave so you like jet said you'll have 40 tournament rounds that will count towards the ranking for that one i will be very honest i will probably max out around 20 or 30 rounds with the amount of tournaments i did last season and that's with taking some time off so it's you have to really push I do wonder if they'll give us a heads up of both of the metas that'll be in each wave so you can kind of pick early rather than, oh, I don't know about this month and then the next month comes around and you like it even less. Or it's just like, uh, it'd, be, it'd be cool if <laughs> we, we get them both at the beginning of the wave, even if you can't necessarily compete in the first, or sorry, the second meta until the second month but it would be it would be nice to be able to know where we wanted to invest with some degree of certainty and i was originally going to kind of add on to that point by saying that when it comes to tracking rounds the competitors themselves are going to be responsible for keeping track of them so if you sign up for a seven round tournament do very badly and then want to do a say want to do like a, a four round tournament well, you've now used 11 of those rounds, and even if they were, quote, practice rounds for the tournament you're going to go, like, super hard in, it, after you get past the... they're still going to count. Yeah, well, any anything that's not actually an unranked tournament is going to be real rounds. But they're, they're all ranked the same, which is a little different from before, where you had the diminishing returns, where your, your first tournament... Like, until you actually picked whichever one you wanted for the the weight but as far as just the natural progression it was over time they got less impactful and and this one is is really gearing up for everything up to the point at which you get nothing is is we weighted equally now right and then there's there's one part that i thought the self arena was kind of cheeky at when i'm reading this when it came to leaving a tournament early if you leave a tournament early to try to say, oh, well, I got three three out of, like, if you leave a, a five-round tournament after your third win and you get three wins, you, when the tournament concludes, the amount of rounds that are listed is going to count towards your allotted rank. So if you, like, going back to I leave early after uh, on the thir- after the third round and I'm like, yeah, I got 3-0, I'm helping my rank do really well, you're, and the tournament was five rounds, the minute it concludes you've used five rounds of your 40 allowance for the wave which i kind of understand it helps people it helps those that are kind of like they kind of will want to game the system to achieve like an undefeated record per se but i think that's going to be neat i i just i just hope it helps the culture a little bit go back to people stay for the tournament (laughs) because i know at least with the remote era that that became way more of a thing that you start not doing well you hop out it's like i i didn't do that but it was there to witness for everybody yeah i never really 
I never really liked like people that drop from tournaments because it's like, well, I get it. It's your third rounds in and you've lost your three rounds in of a five round turn. And you've lost three rounds. You can still kind of fight back to get some experience. Because at that point, I would just tell myself, well, I'm uh, I've, I'm either running for first, second, and third, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna practice with this team a little more and come back come back hard, come back stronger for the next tournament yeah well and i mean you can i think have a lot of fun in those scenarios where you literally have nothing to lose where it's like okay yeah it doesn't feel great obviously and you can no longer in your in your scenario you can no longer go positive so you're losing points no matter what it's like well especially now that you won't be getting those rounds back you, you might as well play them out mm, yeah so i definitely i'm not gonna say i don't support the decision, but I am very interested to see how this new system is going to play out. Oh, I was I was just going to ask if if you had to have any long conversations, especially with new self players, or I mean, this was also true with older self players that just didn't understand how the waiting function actually worked. Where I am glad to no longer have to have those conversations with people about <laughs> which which of these is better to rank. And, and that was usually the question, right? It's like, they mean wait, because obviously they're all ranked, but right. no longer a thing anymore. And it, it's just one less kind of um, almost like secret function or like <laughs> it's it's just way easier to keep track of, I think. Like, obviously, there's still the, the whole competitors are responsible for keeping track of their rounds aspect, but that right. that is so much less of a thing than okay so i need to have a class with all these new players to help them understand when to check the box or not yeah typically when i will work for me is i would start all all my tournaments at the same time or try to at least for remote tournaments and i would leave the box completely unchecked for all of them yep and then when we got towards the end of the run, I'm like, well, you know what? I, I did a 4-0. I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm going to choose this one. And even if I lose, well, I got a 4-1 as my weighted. So that's, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Especially but especially if it was going to be gold. Exactly. And so in that aspect, I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. And that's what I started doing as my, as like my, my habit. was just always start with the check mark unchecked but it was it was easy to screw yourself over if you didn't know to do that and it was checked by default oh, definitely so <laughs> i i know more than a few people who lost a good chunk of points because of not having adequate knowledge of the check mark oh absolutely i am i'm 100 with you behind that i'm kind of thankful that my home community wasn't so active in pvp self tournaments but at the same time now that they're kind of doing a new system i'm going to and i'm gonna try to to start having more tournaments at least in our in our discord server as well as our like my my home server out here in the midwest it's gonna be some fun and there will be some growing pains again (laughs) but i'm okay with that well and between those changes and then just the fact that we're gonna do some of our own tournaments like i was kind of on the fence about whether or not i even wanted to keep doing the monthly cups but now that it's the wave version where it's just even more relaxed i was like okay well that's not too bad i mean obviously now there's way fewer times to update your rank so 
I, I get that there's also kind of a big push to actually get all of the games that you can to count positively, but I don't know. From, from my perspective, I feel like it's a nice balance of if you want to go for it, there's still a very familiar system in place, but if you're feeling like me and you've played every single cup, that maybe you want to invest more in, in factions or something like that, that there's there's still room to get in those tournaments. Right. And especially with, like, you brought up a, a, a very good point for the players that are in factions. I'll be honest, when I was when I was with the Angry Bottoms, it kind of felt a little bit of a drag doing factions one week and then having to learn a new meta the next, like, the next week or whatever. And then having to kind of swap back and forth between those. It got exhausting. And I'm kind of, like, I can use that as a coping mechanism or whatever, but that was my very first time trying to just, like, just testing the waters. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to focus so much on Vanilla Silk. I'm just going to focus on factions because I, l- I enjoy this more. Yeah, and, and it definitely took a different kind of investment to learn how to be successful there, right? Like, obviously, when it's when it's just you playing through, like, you, you want to learn what the metamons are and how to prepare for them, and then, you know, you just show up for your matches. But when it's a team thing, it's the, <laughs> there's back to the growing pains again. Yeah. So all in all, I'm I kind of enjoy that. I'm gonna kind of enjoy this, and I'm interested. And it may kind of keep me out of retirement for one one more season. I kind of said that <laughs> one more season five was gonna be my last vanilla soap season, but I don't want to Brett Favre it now. I guess so. My my one follow up is I heard that they were kind of plotting to make some of the metas relevant to factions, so you didn't have to divide your attention so much. How do you think they're going to make that work? I think that they will... I would say, like, when the when the monthly cup starts, when the same time that... When the cycle starts at the same time the cup starts, they'll kind of use that cycle... They'll kind of use the cycle, the field specialist, one of the field specialist fields for that one. And then for, like, the second one, they'll have you do the other... They'll have you do the other one. Because <clears throat> there's always at least... There's at least two fields that are done, which that that's at least my my theory crafting behind it i mean it makes it makes perfect sense to me but it also made me instantly frustrated just because we have one meta that's already so condensed where it's like if i if i like them more <laughs> like i mean obviously I, I don't i don't have to pretend which one is is more wide as far as picks go but like right. i hope that's i hope that's not how it works <laughs> um yeah especially since we're stuck with it for the whole cycle and that'll last quite a bit longer than the wave right and so that's that's kind of like I, w- I was gonna say i think that's kind of like where they're where they're kind of like that's what I, I that's at least my theory craft behind it mm. but obviously i think that there might be there might be some changes and Honestly, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I trust that they'll make the the right judgment calls when they need to. I guess the other team building style that they've added in this time is the various levels of restriction for the open fields. 
and maybe that's something that they can also kind of play around with for parts of the wave. Yeah, I I, I believe that that might be the best way to go. Because that, I mean, that that does offer a lot more as far as just the the variation goes. It's like I. Man, please, please no Ember. Please no Ember in Vanilla Soul. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of would want Ember in. And I'll play Devil's Advocate for a second. I want Ember in for the sole purpose that it can be a month where I don't have to put that much thought into into team building because it's so condensed. I, I mean, I guess. That there's... <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, just, I mean, my, my perspective is... I don't enjoy mirror matches very much, and obviously, like we're we're gonna get into it very quickly. How the things that we end up talking about in those slots are the outliers, where it's like, okay, you'll have your usual suspects, and then the things that will catch our attention are the unusual picks, right? And right, obviously, we don't know <laughs> how much impact they actually had beyond like bench pressure, perhaps, or maybe we can get into oh is is that working as more of a safe swap for soft losses kind of setup that enables the team possibly but gotcha i i I like i mean yeah i like (laughs) i like being able to come up with legitimate options that aren't just like oh wow that's a weird one (laughs) (laughs) well it's 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 all dependent on how you use the weird ones yeah and I mean, we t- we talked about in our team chat just about how important for Ember the IVs are because you're going to run into a bunch of mirror matches where, yep, it's it's a little tricky just because your your rank one isn't necessarily what you want to bring every week. Yeah, sometimes you might have to bring the rank two hundred fifty second. Yeah, you know, balance balance attack with bulk as best you can. Oh yeah. Or just or just go go all in on the attack. <laughs> I've always been of the don't bring rank ones because at the end of the day you're only really hurting you're only really like not doing the best at it. But at the same time, it was like no, I gotta br- I need every single bulk in. Yeah, and I, I need, like, I need those point, You're really only w- you're really only winning the mirror. That's about it. And that yeah, that is that is the tough trade off, right? Is you don't know until you're in the battle where that that one or two hp is going to make a difference that's true that kind of covers everything on the news for right now i hope i hope we get more news by next podcast <laughs> it's just like well, this remember, was we this was a good teaser say, remember we got some special guests coming up yeah but that, but uh, we can still like it'd be nice to get their opinion on news also like that was part of the fun i thought of doing our interview with people that could also comment on the metas just that same week that they came out yeah and especially we can definitely have their get their thoughts on like this new ranking system since they may be self players as well or they may not be we're just gonna you guys are just gonna have to kind of wait and see it's a mystery (laughs) trying to be as mysterious as we can (laughs) right now but it's it's basically just like the the presents are under the tree. You know they're there. But are they? But what are they? <laughs> There's a person inside. <laughs> oh my goodness! If I got a person as a Christmas present, one that would be very scary. Two, I don't think they'd survive. They got put under the tree right now and had to wait till Christmas. 
I mean, it could be a placeholder box. Okay. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Surprise visits are fun. I wasn't thinking like that. Yeah. But you know what? You're right. There are two kinds of people in this world. <laughs> people who put people in boxes and people who bust out of boxes. Yeah, there you go. But alrighty. Let's go ahead and move up to our wrap-up and previews of our tiers. So for open tier, we had an amazing show by one of the brand new teams, Rose Slark Bow, that had a flawless performance of 21 to nothing against the formal against and I can't say their name. Orange. The Gucci Gang Grippers or Orange, Orange Circle, Circle Ballers. Ballers. You know, it's funny when they were being tagged on the on the self arena server, they were tagged as Gucci Gang Grippers, but meh. I digress. It was like, that's not me. Uh, the, the players fit, so they kind of went with it. And that's not my name. <laughs> and then one of the, the newer teams, known as Sub Zero, took a 14 7 victory over the home size hooligans, a team that was very near the top of last cycle. And our very own team of Dinair Don't Care also took a 14 7 victory over the Queen Bees. But let me tell you what, that that score that final score does not show how close that that bout was yeah there were there were some crazy matchups there because i think and correct me if i'm wrong it's been a little bit of some time but i believe they took a 2-1 victory and then we ended up tying and then they took a 7-5 they took a 7-5 lead and then we just we rallied off or we rallied off 1-3-0 and then I battled and took the victory or something along those lines. I can't remember. <laughs> but we had two we had two three O's. It was it was very close for the first few matches. Like it was still within a, a single match of each other until um the the three O's came in near the end. Right. And my hats go off to the the incredibly the incredibly talented team that we had as well as the incredibly talented trainers over at the queen bees i'm not gonna lie when i saw how many elites we were facing i got a little scared because i fell into that trap of you know very high self rank we're gonna have some fun we're gonna have our hands full I mean, I was I was mostly excited just to get the first-hand experience because we missed out playing them last cycle, and yeah, they're they're a super interesting team for that reason, right? Like the the roster is eye-catching. I as a when I was a member of the Angry Bombs, I wanted to fight the Queen Bees. I just kind of wanted to just as a friendly bout, but then we kind of followed along with Hear Me Pyroar. I believe that was the faction. I still believe that's the faction team. I think someone will reach out to me if I've been. Mis, uh, misinformed the entire time and then we've had let's see here and this is a, this is a bit of an abnormality only one team did not complete all of their fights but they still were able to walk away with a victory and that being the illinois bats and nm fight club yeah that's that's one of those where i'm i'm curious why there's no update at this point like if they just played near the the wire and didn't get their match in on time because otherwise there would have been probably a two one way or another for just a communication well even well remember the the referees can still say you know what because of the poor communication on both sides like you just tagged you just tagged in the server or 
there were no DMs exchanged until the final day, they can kind of say, you know what, nobody gets points here. And that is in the rules that you have to at least reach out to them within 24 hours of you knowing. And if you don't do that, you are subject to penalties. And and it, it could it could have happened. <laughs> yeah, I think the teams just waited till the last minute and they couldn't get a, a time going. So it's a bit of a bummer, but that kind of puts the Illinois Bats as the only 10-win team in the only 10-win team in the in the cycle right now. And points do matter for promotion. So as as much as the the win matters, like those those actual game wins, those can come back to haunt you. Yeah, and especially in this one, right now it may not seem much 10 versus 11, but at the end, you know, the Angry Bottoms missed a guaranteed promotion slot by two points, and we gave up two points. I still haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> two points being game wins, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I'll use that interchangeably, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just try to keep us straight on what, uh, which points we're referring to. Uh, the one where our team lineups didn't get set, and we gave up two free points when I was off on vacation at... <laughs> on my wedding <laughs> no I'm, I'm just saying when you use the word points ambiguously oh i'll make sure we're oh. precise battle wins yeah battle yeah. wins that's right okay so who so who are we who are we dri- diving into this week we're gonna dive into sub-zero and the home slice hooligans all right because because last time we we spotlights field team six and now we're gonna do the big brother the wall ring which is not as cute but that's okay because wall rain is still a freaking beast. I feel like I, I still like the art of this better than the Spiel Team update. <laughs> I do too. It's okay. We're, in the, we're on the same page on that one. So, Jet, give us your rundown or your thoughts on the Emperor Cup meta. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, we, we have some, some big winners just when it comes to who sims well uh, with Gligar, Hisui, and Coolfish and Charizard where they, they they have just an impressive number of wins against the meta and it's everything else's job to deal with them and I, I'm hoping that, <laughs> that we'll, we'll find some kind of interesting strategies around keeping them from doing what they want to do like obviously charizard is 100 percent a bait game the numbers that it posts are almost entirely based on getting a shield on a dragon claw so that it's free to win the one shield with a blast burn but you're gonna have people who are happy to play out the two shield then and just kind of build strategies around that and kind of the early winners are looking like Polyrath and Hyloswine as the most common reliable picks after the the top three. And then there's kind of this jumble of ghosts and electric types after that. Where <laughs> it's like you you also kind of have the other fighters potentially subbing in for the Polyrath where they're doing a little bit of sim- similar job except for the fact that Polyrath is literally the one water Pokemon in the, the meta that can do the job of a water Pokemon with both 
bubble and scald where I I looked at Ludicolo and that thing just can't get away with bubble and ice beam in quite the same way because at least Polyrath has ice punch to bait a little bit sooner but it's 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 way more of a energy management shield management game than it is just outright a lineup is going to win you the round because you might have a pokemon that isn't answered well but the margins aren't that big like the the hard counters are few and far between like unless you have something like your quillfish is running aqua tail and ice beam and you're playing into a polyrath like obviously now the only pressure you have into them is fast move pressure and you might even be running poison sting for more charge moves so that scenario obviously not great but it's way more about the wing attack buff and just like getting to these super (laughs) fast super hard hitting charge moves or just kind of shearing shields away or uh, in your case hoping for that one hit wonder and just being up basically <laughs> an entire Pokemon at the beginning of a game yeah we don't talk about the the strategies but... <laughs> well and I mean that is that is kind of my like follow-up question is how, how much can we talk about ember without like giving stuff away just because it are like it's gonna be such a microcosm right where the little things are gonna get you super far ahead did did you have anything vague enough that you wanted to talk about for ember actually yes and i'll go ahead and say this because or not i'm not gonna say vague but there's one there's one thing that caught just kind of caught my my opponent completely off guard in game three but i'm gonna go ahead i'll go ahead and kind of like open let the cat out of the bag because i know it's been i know some other players have done so on pv poke hisuian quillfish recommends aqua tail and shadow ball for your shadow ball nuke i said nah i ain't gonna do that so i put aqua tail and ice beam on it for just like you have no idea what's coming you really have no idea what's coming and i lost the second game but in game three I had a slightly negative lead, but I never revealed my second charge move on a Sylvan Quillfish because I was just spamming Aqua Tails out. But I kept building up the Shadow Ball the entire game. So my opponent had two shields, and I said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go for the nuke. And if I win, awesome. If not, I've got a safe swap in, in the back. I'm not gonna reveal the safe swap because I'll be I'll be a little bit vague on it. But when I landed that Ice Beam and just watched Gligar get deleted, I was just like, okay, so I've got two shields, I've got an extra Pokemon, I'm energy dry, but my opponent has two shields and one less Pokemon. This this game got a whole lot easier to win, but I still didn't want to misplay too much to where I had to kind of play off the back foot. But going back to what you said about, <clears throat> excuse me, about Ember being so, like, so central, the the main winners of ember are going to be those that can find cheeky little ways to keep catch your enemy to catch your enemy to catch your opponent off guard whether that be ice beam hisuian quillfish or dragon breath charizard i know that it's been ran in the upper tiers over wing attack Mm. don't ask me why or even confusion victini for the polyrath counter yeah, any, anything you've got a so, little bit of room to change up your your baseline 
sims is, is going to be in your favor. And I guess one kind of addendum to the whole people may not see the ice beam cool fish coming is that when you run anything against the, the quote-unquote meta for Ember in through PV Poke, like, it does have both versions of the cool fish to compare against. So mm. as long as you go that one extra step, then you'll you'll be able to possibly stay on track. Right. And especially, like, I kind of looked at it and it says, why, why do I need Shadow Ball if the, the main the main ghosts in the, in the Ember Cup are Alolan, Marowak, and Trevenant? And so I said, well, I already have Aqua Tail to take care of Alolan and Marowak. And so what if I just put Ice Beam for Trevenant? Because with the Poison Jab pressure and the Ice Beam, it's going to really sting that, sting that grass typing that Trevenant has. And I just kind of thought it was the better play to use than, say, Shadow Ball, Hisui, and Quillfish. And I, and I do think that will be the default Quillfish until proven otherwise in a matchup where it's like, yeah, it, there's pretty much just the Polyrath matchup that looks worse after that swap over. Especially with how dominant Gligar is. Like, if you don't have Gligar, you're at a very big disadvantage. I, I was impressed, though, with how Gliscor functions now with the extra energy generation off of Wing Attack, where those Earthquakes come significantly faster than they used to. I definitely have to get my counts back in order with Gliscor, because I'm getting my butt kicked in the GBL with it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit of a menace just with that, that typing, and now that it can more reliably get those Earthquakes out. So uh, let's let's come full circle here. How how did how did these uh, Sub Zero Home Slice Hooligan matchups look in Ember? So the the Sub Zero matchups. So Sub Zero ended up taking both Ember slots, but uh, actually I was gonna say in Vanguard, and they also took a 3-0 on a Vanguard slot versus a 2-1. But in the the Ember slots, they both brought the. Both of the winners brought the Gligar, Hisui, and Quillfish combo. Both of them also brought Polyrath. Oh no, one of them brought Polyrath. But Mudkip, Mudkipadez brought a Polyrath, Charizard, Piloswine, and Machamp. Whereas their teammate brought Charizard, Electivire, Trevenant, and Honchkrow. Now that Honchkrow is a little spicy, but I think it's a little bit too glassy when you compare it against the other Pokemon, is what I'm thinking. They did all all four of them have the Hisuian Coolfish Gligar Charizard though. Yeah, and that's a little weird. I didn't think Charizard would be as prevalent in in this in the cycle. I thought it was gonna be like the, the odd man looking out. It, it might be that later on people will move away from the Charizard if especially if it doesn't end up as reliable for them where they would rather have more clear wind conditions like because it's it's very much one of those that blast burn is a great move but it needs to hit <laughs> and so clear clearing the way for it is, is kind of the name of the game or if you just want to start calling baits like that's that's obviously another another way to play it but i suspect that there's going to be more reliable answers that you could possibly sub in for that slot but it does do a lot of work just on your battle matrix being there and making it look like 
one of your opponent's Pokemon is not going to do as well as it might in practice just because it's showing a worst-case scenario. Right. And especially, I think, not. Well, I'm not going to say high horsepower Pile of Swine is, might be the play, but don't sleep on Stone Edge Pile of Swine. That's all I'm going to say. I do see the rock damage as being super handy for that reason, especially when you have people running possibly both Charizard and a Talonflame or possibly a Moltres where you have the four times weakness. <laughs> and it's a little surprising to see because Moltres is ranked super high, but it's, uh, yeah, Moltres is ranked super high, but it wasn't really used that much in the open tier, which made me a little, a little curious as to why that's the fact. I haven't poked around a lot yet just to see how many people used it or not, but I mean, it's it's one of those similar to a Regirock where you had to get it from a box or know someone who did and then mm. trade it. And I mean, there's some of the lucky IVs that get you within like a usable range for stat products still with that particular one, but... A lot of those older legendaries are just super prone to going lucky, and it's, it doesn't feel great to set those up for PvP. <laughs> That's fair. And so I'm actually very curious to see what that Electrovire, what kind of work that that Electrovire put in, because I think Electrovire gets access to Ice Punch. Yeah, so so like the standard, thunder. yeah, the standard for Electrovire is Ice Punch with Wild Charge. Yeah, and so that kind of, that Electrovire would kind of take care of Polyrath, Gligar, Charizard. Kind of looking at the team on paper, the Electrovire looks like it could put a lot of work in. Yeah, and you can definitely dent anything that isn't a grass type or a one of the grounds that's not also flying. Because, I mean, you're still going to do a good chunk to a Gligar or Gliscor just because they're only single resisting. But like the the, the pile swine is is like your arch nemesis in that scenario. But <laughs> if you're if you're willing to bring Electivire in the first place, like you're looking for those booms. I was gonna say, what about flamethrower? What about flamethrower wild charge? Electivire. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I just I just don't think you're gonna get the mileage out of flamethrower when it's you're right, it, you're it, it would be more like enough more expensive, and Electivire is already just kind of on the edge like you can you could do something really unorthodox and do like ice punch flamethrower but i, I think but i think by the time you've done that you're, you're maybe better off picking a different pokemon yeah you'll kind of need to get some what's the word you kind of need to surround yourself to set up electrovire to sweep it'll it'll make for some fun videos i'm sure but uh, again we're, we're kind of coming back around to i think it's it's going to be harder to glean information from ember matchups where i think we're gonna get some cool team building out of the new system for open great open ultra open master and then even for vanguard which was kind of obtuse via the graphic but as soon as you entered a team you saw i was like oh these are supposed to be based off the original kanto elite four members it's like oh you see, now that I have that piece, like this makes so much more sense. <laughs> That's really neat. But actually, I did want to take a look at the new teams that were brought in for uh, for the open slots before we moved into Vanguard, seeing as they changed the restricted list a little bit. 
<clears throat> but I'm kind of seeing a fairly meta line ran in an open Great League with Shadow Swamper and Drapion, Frostlass, Venusaur, Vigoroth, Skarmory going up against the G-Fisk, the most OP dinosaur ever, Pelipper, Mantine, Escavalier, and Meganium. <laughs> Just to clarify, Pelipper is not the dinosaur he's referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Aurorus is the new king of the is the new king of dinosaurs right now because it's yeah meteor beam and weather ball like my goodness i do i do like the the dinosaur theme they got going on though between aurorus and meganium yeah grass dinosaur and rocky dinosaur man and pelipper has made such a comeback mantine is, is still one that i'm not totally sold on just because i i don't think it has the charge moves to really leverage having more energy where i mean pelipper has all the tools they could ever want pelipper has access to weather ball hurricane and i think that's the that's the last of it right oh okay but as far as the nukes go you, you also have blizzard and hydro bump if you want yeah and so i think just depending on what nuke move you want to put on it is kind of like up in the air I mean, yeah, and as, as soon as you actually get to see what your opponent has, you have a way better idea of what it should be. <laughs> yep. And kind of, kind of looking at the the other slots in Ultra League, you know, they they switched back to Open Ultra from the Celestial Field, which you know I really enjoyed using. I didn't want them to go back to Open Ultra, but they did what they did. I kind of hope they would expand Ultra to, if they were going to run it as a kind of condensed meta, it's like, I think you can get away with running two slots for Ultra then, because it's not as unlikely for people to be able to build for a meta versus the open. What if they just take one meta, what if they just delete Master League for one cycle just to see what would happen? It would... <laughs> It would be easier to field teams, but I'm I'm seeing that we get to talk about Genesect again, and that you don't have to say what drive it is. I think the I think the the idea is just put chill drive and bring something that isn't chill drive, which is technically <laughs> not against the rules. <laughs> just just lie about your drive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that could obviously be sneaky, sneaky. While that's still an option because. You know, back last at the beginning of last cycle, they said that that was something they were working on to make it just say Genesec from your choices and still around. But I know that they're on limited manpower at all times. So, yeah, you kind of do what you can on that one. <laughs> I, I like your idea of using it as misdirect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like bringing bringing Pokemon in in your final game of of like an Ember Cup, just nuking it and trying to outplay your opponent. It is it is weird to see so many Pokemon that I think of as greatly Pokemon in this particular open ultra matchup. Like the like the Registeel and the Tabufini. I mean those the Defense Deoxys. Yeah, those are fine, but as soon as you get over to Defense Deoxys, it's like, okay, well that's a full investment and then Noctowl has graduated to Ultra League. Another like full invested Hundo, Wizcash, same deal. And then, and of course, you got Umbreon and Toxicroak on the other side, which you you need to be at 
best buddy level 51 type stuff. Well, that, especially with the Umbreon. Yeah, that's true for Umbreon, but then also Galv and Skarmory, where it's like all of those are kind of in that same boat of, all right, <laughs> these are all the way maxed out. Yeah, it's like that is some investment. I will give, I will give them that. I guess the the one surprise is that it really looks like both teams planned decently to see a dragon, and there are no dragons on either side. <laughs> <laughs> yep what's a dragon <laughs> who does is dragon why does dragons however speaking of dragons the master league is full of them is it that's all i got i see usually i see one <laughs> in this particular matchup or two i, I guess actually, with, there's two yeah, I, I missed the mega mega amphros is a dragon or as i call it and fabulous. I, I think of it as like Pokemon Goku. <laughs> Go Super San. Super Stan. But I think in this case, the 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 teams are pretty. They both brought their fairies. I think the Double Dragon Core actually ended up winning out over the. I can't really find a core on, or Double Psychic. Well, I mean, <clears throat> when when you have. Eveltal Mewtwo, that was a really dominant force last cycle. They just wanted to try it again. Yeah, I mean, why not keep using what, what you're comfortable with? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it is usually what's kind of going around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that Mega Amphros looks like it put in some work. Especially against Gyarados, Metagross with the access to Brutal Swing. And then... Mega Ampharos also does really well against Yveltal. It really only gets walled by Therian Landorus and Florges. I am curious to see how common Florges is going to be this cycle. I, I suspect that's a, a restricted list kind of push to pick that over some of the other fairies. Well, I was also going to say that, remember in the Master League, they're doing a point system. Right. And so it would kind of depend on how many points is this Pokemon worth versus this one. And, and I'll be the first one to say, I hate point systems. <laughs> but it, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying is because it's a zero, I'm wondering if that gives it a boost in usage. Most likely. Very much so. Granted, it looks like the only other fairies that are even on the point list are Mega Altaria at 2 and Zashian at 4. Oh, Zashian. Yeah. Zashian. Yeah, I forgot that that was a fairy type. I'm used to it being like a fairy steel type. The most broken typing in the game. Yeah, one of these days, he's gonna get that sword. <laughs> Yeah, and when it does is the day that I I'm gonna quit poke I'm gonna quit playing in the master leagues. Nope, not even gonna try. Did did you start? I don't remember. I, I started last last season. Did Premier I did all I maxed out my sets in Premier Cup Master League. Hmm. And that was it. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I think the but only also, I think the only big loser for the sub zero side in that open master slot was Buzzwall, where it didn't really have anything it wanted to see it did not get a chance to shine but good on betsy and calvin for taking the two win with essentially five pokemon 
It's starting to feel a little bit like Ember. And I was going to say, I really think the lineup was Kyogre, Mega Ampharos, and then, say, like a Mewtwo for coverage. Or even Florgus. Florgus for coverage. Yeah, Ky Kyogre, totally. It's like you're almost forced to either run Gyarados to deal with it, or... Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the big drawback to not having a dragon on your team, is you have not no great answer to Kyogre. Yeah. You can't expect Groudon to set up the sun forever. Oh, wait, wrong game. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we, we've got our first uh, win for the Home Slice Hooligans to look at in Vanguard. I'm not going to say it's their only win, but I am going to say the only win. I... I'm not throwing... I'm immediately suspicious of this Swoobat pick on OG Player 1's lineup. Yeah, Swoobat is very tanky, but I don't see it having any play except for maybe the Jealous set on the other team. I need to I need to look at what Swoobat is doing. Okay, well, it's, it's ranked decently high. That's not something I would have guessed. And it does have... So it's triple Psychic is most likely... I mean, Psychic Fangs, I guess, is the answer to my question. Where it's like, why is this even a thing? Oh, and I understand. And yeah, so there's there's nothing. I'm I'm glad that I looked into it because otherwise it would have been just like a sore spot, I guess. But yeah, it can like the fact <laughs> that there's nothing that's resisting Psychic, and that you have the combo of Confusion and Psychic Fangs, like you can you can chunk stuff for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And it does look like Jealous and Walrein are kind of its worst matchups, just in general. And that, that just makes sense from your secondary typing stuff. Right, especially with the, the flying types and then ghost types as well. But I want to know how... Well, we know why Lucas won. Lucas brought a Dragonair, and everyone knows Air don't care. And, and it looks great in this particular matchup, too. Taking you really could take wins off of the Regirock, the Rainy Cast form. You can actually also beat Frostlass on the One Shield. Just going straight Aqua Tail, which is it's really weird. It's finding a dragon that can beat an Ice type. It's just it's just one of those timing things. Yeah. So Dragonair looks like it had a field day, and I am all for that. And this is kind of where I walk back my commentary about Mantine because. That was specific to open Great League, where in Vanguard, I think Mantine's very strong. Right. Especially with the wing attack buff, and Mantine's kind of the ones where it's like, do you run wing attack, do you run bullet seed, or do you run bubble? And now I think the clear winner is, is wing attack, where the, the only leg that, that bullet, bullet seed had to stand on was that you were generating energy, and you had a little bit different typing to possibly lean into, but now... Yeah, wing attack all the way. Yeah, that's fair. And then kind of seeing Regirock, the kind of seeing Regirock is kind of like the outside pick clicking in. That Stone Edge looks really good hitting if it can hit land on Pidgeot, Mantine, or Walrein. It's it's always good. And then the fact that you have access to any other big nuke move you could want is is what makes Regirock another solid pick for Vanguard. And that's kind of the thing with the Reggies, is that you have... Every move is a nuke move, essentially. Yeah, and Ready Rock even has a bit more attack just to start with, so... 
It's not gonna, move over, Reggie Steele. It's not gonna tickle, yeah. And then the the final slot in the three O area, we have our old friend Gligar. Gligar doing Why? double duty. <laughs> we have Gligar, and then both t both players brought Stunfisk and Knockdown, and Walrein. Just kind of differing on the Hollyrath, Kafergrigus. And then the other opposing team, Flygon brought Machamp, Jealous, and Jealous and of course Flygon. But Flygon, the main reason why you lost is because you didn't bring Flygon. You should really look into that. Just saying. It could have helped. I am I am trying to suss out maybe what the edge was for, for all five horizons. I think that it was, well, Wallring is very dominant against Noctowl, Gligar, and Stunfisk. And then... Polyrath most likely ran Dynamic Punch, or Kafergrigus, and or and or Kafergrigus brought the Shadow Ball Dark Pulse, just to be disgustingly good. Yeah, I was I was gonna say you could you could almost stop there because that's as soon as you have Noctowl and Gligar managed, like Kafergrigus just has a field day. Yeah, I I remember using the, it in the Alchemy field way back when and just seeing it go go off once you cleared shields and c covered the checks and counters but yeah i mean but they, I they still had they still had answers so it's, it's really one of those that more likely came down to a rotation game oh most definitely and so kind of looking at that it i think it was just kind of i'll probably pl say this uh, and i'll probably lose some Lose some, I won't lose sleep over it, but I think Vanguard is going to be a little bit more RPS-like than Ember, but Ember is definitely more centralized for the time being. It all just kind of depends on what they want to do. <laughs> I, I will say that Ember is definitely always going to be fast games. Like <laughs> you're, you're never going to feel like you're stuck in an Ember game. <laughs> yeah. If you think you're losing... You're definitely gonna lose. It'll be over quickly, one way or the other. And I mean, that kind of that kind of wraps that matchup. Was there anyone else who wanted to check on, check in on quickly? We had our old spotlight team, Asubi, win their first bout. Singapore Dragons, the transplants, also won by the. <laughs> the yeah, they the the platinum to open tier, you know. I I'm wanting to see how far they'll go. I also think that they'll spend a cycle or two in in open just because of how chaotic it gets towards the end. But I guess the only preview that I'm gonna look at, and I'm probably being a little biased, but our faction is going up against Rose Lark Bow, and I am all for the like this is pretty much this one will pretty much determine who may get promoted, who won't be so early because a loss in the early stages is so difficult to overcome at the moment. I mean, I just I just want to do some like quality assurance especially like after Bastodons went 21 and 0 after the first bout last cycle and it turned out that that team they played against just didn't really play. <laughs> Where <laughs> it's just yeah, like, that's fair. But how how much of this was matchup related, and how much of it was 
maybe effort related. Yeah, I I'm definitely gonna see how how well we're gonna do. Yeah, but I I'm all for a very good matchup. I'm expecting a good matchup actually. Also excited to see Sub Zero in the second pairing. So yep, we wanted to play with the big dogs, and you know now we got them. Another litmus test for all the new teams, so we can kind of see see better where everyone has a chance of landing. Yeah. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up Open Tier. Let's go ahead and move on into Iron. Ah, yes. Open Tier Plus. Open Tier Plus. <laughs> so, the real quick, the Winter Vortex and Stadium Elite, te- and Stadium Elite teams started out really, really hot. Well, Winter Vortex continued the the streak and took a 19-2 victory. But Bad Mewtwo's and Stadium Elite had... Looked like they Bad Mewtwo's almost had pulled, was able to pull off a comeback. And then Pioneer Valley was able to pull off a dominant win over Self, Self League San Antonio. And the biggest surprise, and this is going to be another one of those scoreboard, scoreboard moments was the SoCal Swablu C team and Angry Bottoms team were neck and neck all the way up until it looks like the last two bouts or three bouts. Yeah, they they really <clears throat> stayed in it and they flipped the Ultra League slot, which was super impressive. Yeah, Deku is definitely going to be a force on that on that team. They he's he's definitely been putting in the work. Well, and it's, it's just that, it's just nice still... to see across the board people picking up those points where it wasn't 3-0 sweeps aside from masterly, which I know like those games are super thin margins sometimes. Yeah, and I see going into that one, diving in a little bit. G Free brought a Mega Blaziken, which on paper it looks like it should have done really well, but I think that Romcan Jackson brought a good brought a good defense against it it's also one of those that can just be hard to pick your play around (laughs) yeah i mean yeah play around but even just picking your moves for the blaziken is always one of those like how much do i want to give up blast burn if that's like the particular mega blaziken that you have versus (laughs) brave bird or stone edge where all of them are usually useful Right, and kind of going going back on that, the stadium, the new and improved, or not new and improved, but the new Stadium Elite Silver team, with I think they have three new players, if I'm not mistaken. I thought we landed on two. Two, yeah, two, two, two. With Tiny Boy three hundred six and Ricardo ECP, definitely don't look like they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. Well, and we we knew that matchup was going to be good, just as that instant rematch from Open last cycle. You know, it was it was still close. It was a very close match. Personally, that's that's what I like to see is more balance. <laughs> Insert Dinos meme here. Ah, uh, as all things should be. You know, though, Magic Mason did not bring a Gligar. And was able to take a 2-1 victory over Pirate King Yufa. And then this is our first so that's, this is our first Tropius that we're seeing as well in the Ember. Yeah, but 
Tropius in theory should be able to handle, say, Surfetched and Polyrath, but melts when it's faced up against a Piloswine or Hisuian Quillfish or even the Charizard. Yeah, well, and yeah, so it does have certain matchups where it's going to do very well, and I understand people wanting to pad out the bulk of their teams by running a Tropius or a Jumpluff, but I wonder if they can keep up with the hyper offense that's really poking them in all the places they don't want to be poked. (laughs) I wonder if Ember is kind of that cup or that field that's saying everything you know about PvP, ignore it. (laughs) Because you... You're going to learn that the attack weighted is king. I, I did run into this when I was reviewing my own battles where I caught myself treating my Charizard like a Frostlass and I had to kind of like slap my own hand a little bit and say, no, this is this is not that. <laughs> you can you can <laughs> bring in your own Charizard if you're behind because like you're not going to get immediately crushed kind of like in the Frostlass mirror where you just you don't want to be even one powder snow behind because it's it's just all bad where yeah the the dragon claw isn't isn't going to get you it's still worth it's the blast burn. yeah it, it's still it's still worth playing the bait game or if you're behind yeah. you can just straight throw those dragon claws and then it's on your opponent to play it out correctly and they have to know that they should throw the blast burn Right, and that's and that's something that is kind of just like those mind games that go in. And this, I think the Ember Field is more mind games than Pokemon itself. It's a perfectly balanced playing field, as all fields should be. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, like, the, <laughs> the higher general attack weight of the field is kind of different, right? Like, I don't think we've had anything that really doesn't have a back end before <laughs> where it's like you you always kind of at least had some fallbacks for the other fields to get a little bit of bulk in there and here it really just doesn't exist yeah that's true or what you think is bulky is like Gligar <laughs> right or Gligar. or like for the examples of, of Tropius and Jumpluff like the bulk that you're used to them having isn't is a lie <laughs> It's, it's like yeah they'll they'll win like the kick. where they're supposed to but they're not gonna get you a whole lot of extra mileage as soon as they're then into the next matchup where they're back at a disadvantage right and i and that's one thing i totally understand about that one but i know Ember, everybody kind of dogs on ember a little bit i'm not gonna say it's a perfect one but i am gonna say it's making people think a little bit harder about bringing teams in and i'm all for that or at very least it's it's giving more focus to having those scrims and individual matchup knowledge than the each week's team build oh yeah 100 percent. that means i gotta practice more (laughs) i want on pure luck yeah well and, and i don't think there's anything wrong with kind of being in the space of more practice is always going to be good, especially for this more field. Better. Yeah. It's more is better. We want more. We want more. 
Was there was there anything that yeah, stood out in the in the three O slot for Ember in that particular matchup? No, that one I was watching it like a hawk, and the Sylph people just awarded a three O. Oh, okay. I think it was due to I think it was due to communications, but we can look at the three O in Vanguard. There's no staff corrections on Vanguard. Yeah, that would that went the other way. <laughs> yeah, but we are seeing a Pelipper Regirock and Dragonair with a. With a Coffer Grigus, Dual Ghost, Stunfisk, and Delayed, and then Little Celio goes up against Walrein, and I guess Little Celio didn't really do much aside from threaten the Regirock, but you also have Dragonair for that, and Pelipper, and Stunfisk. So Celio was the cheerleader. I mean, Celio is still reliable damage just with that body slam. Yeah, I'll give that. I'll give that one out. It is it is interesting to see Celio take up the what is otherwise the Walrein slot and come out 3-0. Right. And then and was, four out of four Regirocks. Well, <laughs> Regirock is definitely gonna be the mon to watch for. It's a ghost type use cycle. I do like how bad Mewtwo's seem to come in with this shadow glade strat though. Most likely with using confusion leaf blade close combat because i think with the charm nerf you essentially nobody really uses charm unless you're on the fairy team yeah i haven't i haven't looked to see if there's like a compelling reason to use charm like when it's in metas against like a zwilus obviously the the charm is super handy but right i'm probably saying like well charm can kind of take the machamp and the dragon air but confusion gives you stab so that could easily handle machamp I guess actually no. Maybe in this case, you'll have you'll have Galade here run run charm for the extra coverage on the dragon types. It looks like you do still almost beat the Dragonair in the one shield, even just with confusion. Well, okay then. With that out of the way, I see no reason to run charm. I mean, charm charm is a clean win where confusion doesn't quite do it. So I take back what I said. Run the charm. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 gonna at least be neutral. So yeah, the the nerf hurts, and I, I don't think there's a scenario where you ever lose to a Machamp, which is nice. But that's fair. Like always, you'll you'll need to burn a shield, right? And so, kind of going at the kind of going kind of going back to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. I was trying to hold in a cough. <laughs> Did you want to check out any of the other slots for the Stadium Elite Silver matchup? Surprisingly, not really. Actually, no, we can look at the Great League slot for a second, because I'm seeing a double water core, which I'm not used to seeing in Lantern and Blastoise, which, you know, okay, they lost they lost uh, 3 to nothing. But just the fact that they brought it was probably super interesting. Well, and, and Blastoise is one of those that as soon as you get into a point-based or multi-tier restricted system like they have for open now, that that one kind of rises to the surface to take up some slack that you wouldn't otherwise see in an open meta. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they've got the, the Shadow Gliscor next to it, so... Some of the some of the recent meta change winners are, are showing up where 
It's, it's kind of cool to see Pidgeot <laughs> in open Great League, like, and know that now it's now it's wing attack version. Like you're not trying to gust through I like desperately. To gust <laughs> I don't, it was it was just, it's like just a little more. a little too slow for me. I'm only saying that because I don't want to waste another elite fast TM to change it. I have, I have one of the original 2016 Pidgeots with wing attack, so ah, but see, I changed it to put gusts on it. Oof. But I was like, fudge. <laughs> I never thought wing attack would be good. I mean, the, the elite fast TMs don't hurt as bad, so it's it's you can just have two. It's true. I have like 30 of. I don't have 30 of them actually, but <laughs> um, but it, it does look like Munchlax say swap was probably the big winner in this particular matchup. Yeah, because you can body slam everything for neutral with the exception of the Registeel. Yeah, and I mean Medi is is kind of in in regular open Great League. Medi is really one of those central Pokemon now more than ever because it can handle a lot of the newer players that aren't named Noctowl. <laughs> or at least, you know, yep. give them give them a good dent on its way out, right? Jay, just lose because that is a level 65 Pokemon. You are nowhere near. How did how did Ultra dragon, swing was, the other way? It was an extra dragon. I think it was a yeah, triple shadow team. Definitely think that the triple shadow team was the way to victory on that one. But just also kind of seeing, you know, Venusaur lining up against the Tabafini. Charizard taking out the Ferrothorn and the Toxicroak, because I'm going to go ahead and guess that ran Wing Attack. G-Fizz kind of cleaning up a little bit with Tabofini. It was just a very meta Ultra League line. It is cool to see Charizard show up on both sides. Obviously, one is the Shadow, but to me, Ultra, anytime Charizard starts to look good in Great League, like you know it's going to be amazing in Ultra, just because it actually hits its stride with the stats. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I ran Charizard for a little bit way back in the early season. Now I kind of want to test it out again. But I'm, I was going to say, I'm actually a little excited to see Stadium Elite Silver taking on SoCal Swablu C-Team in the, in the second bout. Oh, yeah. We, we got we to gotta keep seeing how those San Diego kids do. They're going to go far. I mean, it's your neck of the woods, so... Yeah, and I've played against most of them, and I know it's it's uh there there are no easy matches there. Yeah, it's all it's gonna be a hard fought a hard fought match. But I'm ready to move on into copper because we have some news in there. Oh, do we? Oh, we do. We do. So first thing I want to point out is the Tappan Turtle Squad has yet to drop a single game and they continued it against NMPVP. By, by which you mean uh, about? Yeah. About. They've... Yeah, I use them interchangeably. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't 21-0. That didn't happen. No, they did not. The One of the surprising ones I saw was the Mighty Thunder Ducks took down a silver a previously uh, silver tier team in Ghost Pepper Dunspice 15 to 6 and then Sharks and Wreck and Mazer had a, a rematch with Sharks and Wreck coming out on top 13 to 8 how did that go last time if I remember correctly and my ma and my my remembering skills aren't the best right now 
thanks. Thank you, medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to put your remembering... <laughs> it looks like it was the opposite last time, so this is a... Yeah. Full turnaround. This is a revenge game. Yeah. But congrats to them. So they're, they're now back and forth, because in open, it went Sharks and Wreck 12-8? How did that work? Oh, dang. They really like that score, I guess. <laughs> I think with Sharks and Wreck facing Mazer, one team forgot to set... One team forgot to set a lineup that week. Yeah, back two cycles ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I more just mean it's it's a back and forth rivalry at this point. Like that's that's just fun to see. I I am all for following this rivalry honestly. And then of course you had the Rock Creeper Stark. They they breeze past the the Swell Sprouts, and I kind of say breeze because they within like their first four bouts they already had ten points. And I said, "Wow, this is a, a very hot start for them." Yeah, and this is this is the team that wants to catch up with the brave nerds, so it makes sense. It is interesting that all of the relegated teams lost this week. I know it's a very interesting, very interesting thing, and so I'm kind of curious to see just how how well these previously iron tier teams will perform. I think this is just another one of those strong indications that these are teams that are moving up. I mean, they fought very hard to, to get out of open. They deserve to go far. <laughs> and out of iron, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Apart apart from the but kind of the turtle squad, <clears throat> who just instead their way up to they got copper. The frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they've yet to drop about, so... They'll be they'll be tested against the Mazer Gaming Academy this time. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. Are we gonna dive? I'll in, be following. Them. Are we gonna dive into their last bout against NMPVP? Oh, definitely. So, here's something a little interesting. It's a little wild. So Jamie from Pallet brought the Assuming Quillfish Gligar Core, but supplemented it with Ruderigus oh, we're of all at, things. Looking at Ember. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Charizard, Polyrath, and Pyloswine, whereas his opponent brought a Hippowdon, which definitely probably most likely had Ice Fang. Definitely probably and, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so both teams brought pretty much the same team with the exception of Runerigus and Hippowdon. And obviously, this was, this was definitely going to be one of those who can I outplay more and it looks like that the Runerigus ended up winning out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's hard not to refer to the teams by the thing that's different, right? Because they're going to be so <laughs> similar most of the time. And yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see just like <laughs> if there's more strategy strategies strategies that come out. Yeah, that's that's one way. To, that's one thing to look out for as well. Where it's like I, I looked at Hippowdon just as kind of a scary thing into Gligars, but I, I recall that Pyloswine just is it doesn't even like consistently beat the Runarigus, which is another ground type, which would be weak to Ice Fang. Where it's just like it doesn't quite do the 
Drapion job of ice fanging stuff. Right. Even even with Weather Ball and Body Slam access, like still not not quite. Right. And then kind of looking at the other the other matchup, I'm this one's more wild because I'm seeing Ruderigus, Electrode, and Jump Fluff, and then Polyrath and Charizard and Piloswide. And we have we have the Jump Fluff beating the Tropius. Well, we all know Jump Bluff is just a better Pokemon than Tropius. There's no, there's no getting around that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, it's it's significant because in the heads up, the the Tropius should come out ahead. But I, <laughs> I do like the Electrode for Ember. Like uh, I ran the Ampharos this last time. Like I, I didn't end up using it, but it still does that nice job of coverage, and it's just slightly cheaper. Where the Electrode has a little bit more expensive charge moves and the timing is just like one off on the second one but they hit a little harder so like the the nuance between the two it'll be cool to see if those take off a little bit more i'm probably gonna try running a jump fluff team in this this next bout i mean it'll be it'll be nice to have some kind of first-hand experience of how that does but uh, they're like the grasses and the electric types in Ember are just in such a weird spot because they they kind of cover the same stuff, but it's it's just it's kind of messy. Yeah, definitely. And then this was also an interesting one in the in the Master League. No, old no mat no Megas were used, <clears throat> but Heatran was for some strange reason. And a Shadow Titar channeling the the Home Slice Henry on that one. Oh, but. <laughs> It was it was not happy to see a buzzwall on the other side. That's <laughs> this buzzwall had a much happier time. <laughs> Daddy buzzwall gonna sucky sucky. There's like half of the team that doesn't really want to see the buzzwall, <laughs> and the other half that doesn't <laughs> mind. And then Shadow Titar can help with Metagross and Garatina Origin form, unless it has Smackdown, in which case it's Manos Wine Dragonite season. And that the the mammoth one maybe not even as much anymore with high horsepower. Right. Actually, yeah, I forgot about high horsepower. I gotta switch high horsepower onto my off of my or onto my mammoth my perfect mammoth fine before I forget. I still need a perfect. I didn't get one on community day. I got one two days before community day when it was snowing out here. And it just happened to spawn at level 35, and it was perfect. And I said, "You know what? The gods have told me to catch this Pokemon." <laughs> I was I was thinking at first, like, "Oh man, we never have snow here, but it's also a ground type, so with the constant sunny weather, they're usually boosted." <laughs> but yeah, it looks like no. it looks like the Mamoswine wins the one shield, even just straight high horsepower. <coughs> oh dang! It doesn't it doesn't got a bait. Well, that's news to me. And then obviously it wins the zero because <laughs> that's just better. Oh, definitely. The bite T-Tar, though, almost gets there. But that's, again, just in the straight high horsepower version. Right. And then kind of looking at the open Great Leaks, I'm kind of going to jump around real quick. Because I saw another jump fluff in the open Great League slot. And I am loving it. And... This is kind of one of those opposite of what I was talking about with Mantine, where Jump Bluff, I think, is super happy and open right now. Oh, yeah. Jump Bluff is, was definitely one of the winners of 
the move update. Yeah, that getting a mud shot and having basically all nukes is a godsend. It's like, yeah, the, the fairy wind, you can't farm down anything, but you don't have to because you can hit it with acrobatics. Or if you decide to really just go full in on the nukes, you can even switch over to solar beam if you don't want to use energy ball anymore. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm just gonna go all in on the nukes. Man, it looks like this should. It looks like the NM PvP team was really ready for that G Fisk, but maybe sacrificed too much into the Pelipper. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part on that. It's like that's 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 looking like a great pairing. Like I mean, you you already look at it from anyone who's doing the YouTubes right now for the new season climb, but. It's cool to see it show up right away here. Just a good meta right. read. So, yeah, this is definitely a case of who who got the better jump on it. And Cryptomorphism definitely had the, the jump with the Vigoroth taking out the Diggersby and Steelix. And the rest of the team kind of wiping up. Well, and even, like, Umbreon had... A lot of good looks into a double ghost team. <laughs> oh yeah. Where it's like, yeah, like the Tabufini is a little dicey, but overall, you're you're gonna get some some mileage out of it just because of the bulk. And yeah, whenever Umbreon's allowed, it's it's gonna be have fun. The Moonblast is it's, it's kind of slow to get there off of water guns. Oh yeah. That's that's one of those Definitely. dangers of not bringing a counter user. Was but what can you do, right? Was there was there anything new and surprising in Ultra? Of course there is. There's there's our first Verizion. There's a Verizion. There's a Gengar. There's a Shadow Victory Bell, and there's uh, Littlefoot again, just launching meteor beams at everything. <laughs> Aurora's Ultra League version. Aurora's, you're haunting my dreams. Please stop. And this time we have. Gliscor with one of them being shiny. Sorry, shadow. That other <laughs> that other SH word. Hey, it could have been shiny for all we know. <laughs> shiny shadow Gliscor. Well, I was talking about the the the, the non-shadow shiny, but I forget. I still have to get an Ultra League Aurorus. Maybe when it snows more. <laughs> ice yeah, and and it is featured in the winter event coming up. Yes, that's what I'll be hunting. Be a good time for it, but let's see here. It really just looks like they yeah, had Gengar. I don't know. Sadly, didn't look like it did much. Yeah, and and even like the Verizion, I don't think had a lot to hit. Like obviously the, the Regirock and the Lapras, but when you're looking at four uphill matchups, it's like you're double weak to flying, and you are looking at a double flying team. Also not yeah, great. Yeah, I think this one they just had their number. I mean, still impressive that they pull the game when it is looking like the matchup wasn't great. Yeah, but unfortunately, you, uh, just the fact that they took a, a win off is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's 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 some strats coming through right there. Two hundred IQ plays. <laughs> Any? Uh, did you see also at the very? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say if they move into Vanguard, if there's anything new and startling. There's a Dugong and a Politoed. The Dugong was one that we, but it was we on the kind of team. <laughs> talked about before, just as a 
Because you, you had mentioned you liked it as an alternative to Walrein. That's true, I did. But I didn't think anybody would actually bring it. And I think this Death by Toast team is the first time I've seen the Regirock in slot 2. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Big Boned also ran it in <laughs> slot 2. But I think all the rest of them have been in kind of the wildcard 5 or 6 slot. So what? A, so they gave up a fighter for it. They took a risk, and it looks like it paid off. I mean, it, it ended up even between the two Vanguard slots, but did they run almost exactly the same? No, it was just the Red Rock. It's the same. No, it, it's just pretty colors make it look like that. <laughs> you see enough of the same Pokemon, they start to blend together. <laughs> yep. And it doesn't help that all the creative colors look the same right now. With your with your special eyes. <clears throat> I'm wearing my googly boogly eyes right now. <laughs> well we did get our first Dragalgi in the the first slot. Well the first Vanguard slot. It's yeah, in the fourth was... slot for the team, but that was a choice. And that just moved their Noctowl down to the wild card. So I don't I don't think they gave up anything ex except access to Dragonair, which has been really popular, both in regular and Dragonair shadow. Will Dragonair will definitely be the, one of the premier Pokemon to use. Especially after they gave it Body Slam, I think almost any time it's allowed, it's gonna leave an impact on the meta. Right. Because you can, you can still chip a Noctowl or a Stunfisk. Excuse me. But yeah. So I'm ready to move into the final tier before the before we gotta take a small break. Are you? Yeah, I was. I was just kind of collecting collecting data. Yeah, because it's there's starting to be kind of that central four for Vanguard that are popping up a lot that just makes sense as the more reliable options. Right. Okay, okay. It's all coming together. <laughs> Alright, Kronk. Let's do this last one. <laughs> the lever, Kronk. Alright, so right off the bat, we have the Shadow Ballers and Sea Kingpin. Sea, Pink, sea Kingpin gave up two points. And apparently that was a handicap because they ended up winning by three. <laughs> uh, I mean, on the plus side there, that was the only instance of that across all of the lower tiers. It's the, the only instant points oh sorry they get three points oh wait apart from i guess the the doofs which we didn't comment on in open no we did not but they they came back in one as well we've been <laughs> yeah we've been talking about the deuce for a little bit and you know it's their start i mean they they turned it around they went from oh four to a win so there you go that's all it takes Take some adjustments, and you come back stronger, and maybe on a rampage or two. Oh, speaking of rampage, I finally figured out what it was from. It's from a it's from a series that's called Archer. Uh the animated series. Yeah, I can't, and I and now I'm a very, very, very avid watcher fanatic. But anyway, back to Pokemon. <laughs> good, Go. good job connecting <laughs> the dots. So Shadow Ball is. Uh, Lost Sea Kingpin, Fletch and Rail Story, Over Switch Masters. Brave Nerds continues their undefeated streak since leaving Open Tier and took down seven deadly simps, which was the strongest 
bronze team to not get promoted. So, congrats to them. And then Utah Rangers narrowly escapes a fight over Dojo Comrades. That, that's like the in the first 11-10 of the round robins, isn't it? Or, or one of the only ones? It's Yeah, it's pretty much the only one for right now. Everyone's either 12-9 or 13-8 or 14. Well, there's been a lot of 14-7s. Yeah. Very few have they been 11-10s. I will say it's looking like, well, at least, again, this is only with about one out of the way, but bronze is looking way less blowouty. <laughs> <laughs> where there's there's just much much closer overall scores and i mean that that just kind of seems to be what happens as soon as you hit bronze that's yeah that's true because bron i think bronze is really like the team that's it's the tier that separates like the the higher ups from the lower ones because either way you're gonna get promoted or demoted and the fun part is, is you don't know which one i mean at least you can't end up back in open unless you change teams <laughs> yep. Or just break off and create a new team. But yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like getting signed to a lower team. I mean, that's what making like, making a new team is. <laughs> technically? And then you steal from other higher teams? Come, friends. Back into the big pool. Come have fun. Do you remember all the, the, the stressing and the hair pulling out in open tier? Well, do I have a tier for y'all? Member... It was so fun. <laughs> Put those member berries away. All right. But who, this, who are we looking at? I was at? like, this team is really interesting. I'm looking at Brave Nerds. All right. They brought Charizard, Amok, Malamar, Awak, Polyrath, and Primate. Gino, what is your team? And can I borrow it? <laughs> I did see that they were both on the Malamar train, and so I started to look at that, and that's where some of my commentary came about the soft loss because that seems to be Malamar's MO. It's like obviously you can have it be the zero shield hero if you run it hyper beam, but it's it's got an interesting niche as a safe swap just because stuff has to work hard to beat it. Like you can't just get away with half assing that matchup, even though you usually <laughs> will lose your gonna be then in a place to farm down whatever it lost to right and that's that's a very understandable understandable thing which you know i'm i'm curious to see how this is gonna work i'm this team technically on paper should not work but it does <laughs> i mean any anyone who's moving away from historian quillfish like is already being brave but i mean it can also just be that they don't have one built yet that's, that's honestly a fair, a fair point. And I will say when I looked but... at Alolan Muck that the Poison Jab version is also way more consistent than PV Poke is giving it credit for as far as the default being set to the, the Snarl version. That's fair. And especially with, you know, Gina was the player that I, was the trainer that I faced, and in the third game, he goes, nope, I don't want to see your pilot swine anymore. And so he brought a team specifically a counter pilot swine. And kind of looks like he did the same here. Yeah, get that. Get that out of here. Hey, you leave pilot swine alone. He's the best, the best ice type in Johto. I mean, I, I do wonder how some of that can work going forward also, where if you just build a team that has 
four counters to something you really don't want to see. <laughs> and so, especially if you're making your own Charizard life easier, or the same goes for uh, Quillfish or whatever you prefer using out of your big three for Ember, or just kind of pressure out the Piloswine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. Pressure out the pile of swine and beat it. Just beat it. But what? It, it's okay. So, then the other three from Caspian Pike, they brought the Hisuian Quillfish. But once again, like you pointed out, there's the Malamar and Surfetch. So they they both kind of moved away from Gligar, which is interesting. And and I like I I get it just because. It's sort of in the same boat as Charizard where a lot of the, the wins on paper are coming from landing and return. And so it's a little bit less consistent for that reason. And maybe more teams will feel like they need to prepare more for a Gligar. And so if you don't have it, you're just invalidating some of their resources. Yeah. And, le- and I'll put it up. Leave it to the Brave Nerds team to completely invalidate one of my comments of if you don't bring Gligar, you're at a disadvantage. They're they're pretty much with the rest of the commentary, though. Yeah. I kind of want to try out that Surf Edge. Just, like, try to run Night Slash Leaf Blade. I mean... To kind of keep the ghosts and the waters at bay. It's, it's not like they needed an extra excuse to run it, either. <laughs> and I played, I played Caspian. I'm pretty sure he has... Was it him that had the shiny, or was that you sending me the wrong picture the first time yes <laughs> i i have to go back and look honestly i'll do that at the end of the, the recording oh yeah that was that was my first opponent was the golden duck <laughs> but <clears throat> excuse me i'm looking at the master league slot and i'm seeing omega scissor which is a pretty new pokemon in the battle of the flowers with orange flower versus yellow flower florges. It is interesting to see the flower color mentioned. (laughs) I I get it on some Pokemon where it's actually relevant to moveset and stuff. It's just like, let let it just be say florges. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I guess the only thing worth mentioning with the color is that the orange is one of the worldwide but more rare spawns. Yeah, if I ever meet up with some some peeps from the other side of the world, I'm going to collect all the Florges colors. I mean, if, if that's what you want to use your special trade on, you, you go for it. I will. And this is this is another player who actually has registered their Genesect as the base form, not including the drive. So ah. they, got, they got the memo. Nah. <laughs> that's fair. And it looks like it had some, some decent targets, too. Like it had a couple dragons, and then even against Swampert and Mamoswine, like that's that's neutral for the Technoblast if it's ice. Yeah, that's true. And I think Technoblast probably would have been the play on the ice Technoblast would have been the play on this one. <sighs> and then I want to see if Amazing Confuse brought his his patented non-restricted Ultra League core. Well, I see a I see a double. He channeled his inner hop. But unfortunately, he's still lost. But it's okay. We we still appreciate the battles. Uh, I still think so this one. I still think Dragalgi is one of the coolest ultra lead picks as well. Oh, definitely, like one hundred percent, without a doubt. Because the only thing that can really 
counter it well is Wallring and Gliscor if it lands an Earthquake, no? No, wait, and Garatina altered. It's just, I mean, it's just got good presence, though. Like, it, it doesn't want to, in this particular matchup, like, it doesn't want to take Psycho Boost either, but it's just such a fun mon to have built. It's like, I mean, Drapion on both sides, like, obviously Drapion is amazing, but just seeing, like, those personality picks come out, like, to me, that's that's the super fun part. <laughs> yeah, definitely seeing the, these traders bring in new, bring in newer quirky picks is definitely what I'm here for. And looks, Before I forget, we gotta go into the Vanguard slot. It's like, we still, we still let's say, yeah, we just have the Vanguard and open for Great League left to look at. So, Conky brought in my Lodic and a Primate, which is very brave. And still took a 2-1 with no Dragonair. Milotic, though, looks like it was such a good call. Oh, 100%. But also, I just want to give a quick shout-out to these guys. They're just doing things that I don't think that technically should not work, but it works. And I mean, they're just they're a little out of the box. It's not like they shouldn't work. Well, the, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you think outside the box, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is how they win. That consistent goodness. And here I thought they just kind of used brute force and their their talent to just take them high places. I, I do appreciate though when I was looking at Vanguard, the one of my very first thoughts was this Dragalgi Dragonair combination, and this is the first time it's popping up. So I mean, kudos also to the opponent because it's it's one of the only ways to get away with running two dragons. I think so. I hope. Yeah, but I hope they stick with when it. My Lodic hits the field. Yeah, but again, it's it's the only Milotic that we've seen. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a good pick, just not for this week. Good on you, Konki. I mean, it was yeah, it was just <laughs> such a good call in this, into this particular matchup. And then you had Dr. Banner bringing in the Shadow Dragonair, and their opponent brought in a Tyrant. Yeah, and that's 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 one of the other the other niche dragons. I forget Tyrant's a dragon sometimes. Yeah, Rock Dragon. <laughs> and then in the open slot, we had trainer phone number bringing in a <laughs> surfetch and a double up against another double and everything else. Well, except from the Manting, everything else is pretty meta relevant. I got I got to catch up. I was distracted by the Lapras mirror too. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the open slot, trainer one two three zero eight eight six six brought double and their and surfetch with their meta line and then manic carp brought also brought double and the rest aside from the mantine was a pretty meta line as well yeah it kind of it kind of looks like manic carp had to play whack-a-mole with the lantern <laughs> yeah definitely tried to get that alignment and did well enough to take two victory two wins off this is yeah this is one of those where despite you know the Wizcash being the only hard answer to the lantern like i think the registeel otherwise was still rather strong yeah that's that's a fair point <clears throat> excuse me the registeel could take out your opposing registeel umbreon and then zap cannon can kind of nerf trophius into the ground I think it's I think it's just tough to have your only strong registeel answer be surf etched because if surf etched doesn't have a shield like it's it's still kind of inconsistent, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And in that regard, I think the Withcash got to do double duty, where you were going to bring it anyway to help with the lantern, and if they wanted to bring the Withcash, like... <laughs> they were going to bring the Withcash. <laughs> I mean, even if you land the Blizzard on the Tropius, you can still flip that matchup pretty well. Yeah, there's there's the endgame Hail Mary potential. This is a, hey, it worked for Ice Beam, so could work for Blizzard, assuming you live that long, but... Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so that is going to cover our recap and our <clears throat> previews into the next tier. Oh, they have Switchmasters next week, That's or this week. That's going to be so good. Yeah, they're not... Yeah, Brave Nerds isn't going to get a single break for the first couple of bouts, but I think if they can pull off this gauntlet they're going to go through the rest of the tier, they should do a really good job at. But where was it? Oh, yes. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. But we'll be right back after these messages. Hello, Dragon Teamers. Enter the Dragon Nerds Den has been made possible by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one platform that allows you to create, edit, and post your podcasts. The best part? It's completely free. Did I mention it also allows you to distribute your podcast to Apple, Google, Spotify, and many more? To learn more, go to anchor.fm to sign up. I can't wait to give your new podcast a listen. Music Friends of the Dragon Nerd Den has been brought to you by the wonderfully talented video game artist, Lizane. You can find their entire music library on Spotify and on YouTube in the description below. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those commercials, because I know I did. It's starting to look a lot like holiday season. Yeah. Buy, buy some holiday gifts. Throw some rare candy at your Pokemon. Show them you love them and all that fun jazz. Don't forget the community day tickets. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I still have to get... I still have to send my ticket out. I gotta wait till payday first. Anyway, so we're gonna use this time to plug our Discord. Just a quick little fun part. When the Season 5 of Self Arena starts up, we will definitely be using that Discord to host to host the monthly self cups so if you want to come in get some battle time definitely it'll be linked in the description come on in get some rounds in for you babes yeah kick make sure to kick taco's butt every now and then because he's not that good of a battler sometimes i hear he gives out wins for free i don't hand out wins for free i make you work for it and so do you also want to let everyone know that this that this podcast is also powered by patreon where you can support the show for as little as a dollar. Supporting the show gets you access to a certain part, a super secret part of our Discord. And then in the upper tiers, you also get access to coming into the recording booth and and answering questions in real time and fact-checking me. Because Taco gets a lot of things wrong, but it's also okay because he admits it when he's wrong. <laughs> we get to learn new things together. Yay! And so it is now time for our community engagement section. Oh, I also forgot to mention, we we have a Twitter. Yay, tweets. We're at Dragonair Den, where you can also answer this question. Don't be afraid to... Don't be afraid to at me on Twitter. I promise I'll answer it eventually. Right here. So, in our community question last week, we asked y'all, what community day Pokemon will you be hunting during the event? And Emily Miller said, more Galarian Zigzagoons with an exclamation point. I have a feeling that Emily Miller really likes Galarian Zigzagoon. 
they definitely stand out in the crowd. Yeah, you. There's no. There's no going around it on that one. You definitely know you got a shiny. <laughs> I will probably go on record to say that aside from January's community day, there wasn't really a lot to be excited for. I did. I did kind of forget that we had a few community days where we had those bonus spawns of the evolutions. So like that. That's actually kind of a fair take where both the Dino Day and the Zigzagoon had those kind of in too big a number <laughs> where it was actually kind of hard <laughs> to shiny check stuff if you got to an area that was just full of them. Right. And so like I think I mean aside from I was able to catch a perfect shiny hop hip that is completely and utterly useless in everything. I just have it now. It's as my second Shundo. Shundos are neat. They are. It's it's gonna be one of my gym toppers once I max it out. After I get the level fifty community day or level fifty mons for the Master League. I was gonna say, are you just gonna best buddy and max out the hop if like just leave it unevolved? No, I already evolved it. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, so for the question we're gonna ask y'all this week, with Ultra League just around the corner, how spicy are your teams gonna be looking for Ultra League? <laughs> I mean, are you gonna be the plain Jane that's gonna oh rank crime? climb with Cobalion, or are you going to say, I'm going to run a rank 1 Galarian, oh no, Galarian, I was going to say Obstagoon's pretty meta. I'm going to run a Porygon Z because I can, and because I hate seeing Wall Ring and hitting it with a Zap Cannon's funny as heck. Hitting anything with a Porygon Z is pretty entertaining. Yeah. It doesn't get you a lot of wins, but when you land, oh lordy. Is it fun? I bet there's, I bet there's a good number of people who will either use Verizion or Cavalian now that they're coming back through the raids. Yeah, when they come back next week, I think Cavalian comes back, I'm gonna be raiding on it, raiding it pretty hard. It's definitely a useful one, and we kind of had like a weird window for Sacred Sword, I think, for that one, right? Yeah, we did. So now it's back. So, Jet, how, are, how spicy are your teams gonna be looking for Ultra League? I talked about the galgi on a maze team i, I kind of want to try it see how it does i've been i've been waiting because it's it's one of those that is a potential swag tips iv for ultra and i, I, oh. I think i'm gonna pull the trigger on it do it also i need to probably play a few more sets just in great league while it's still here because i only just made it to rank 15 wait i'm ahead of you you were you were ahead of me last time, yeah. Oh, I must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Did did you have a, so, a spice pick for your team? Porygon Z. Oh, oh, actually, gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna run Porygon Z the whole week. That'll be a fun I one to check why. in on at the end. <laughs> I'll let you know how well it's gonna do. Is is that for open open or premiere? Uh, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna stick with open first. And then if I don't like it, I'm going to go to Premiere. It's like the, the Porygon does not limit you from playing one or the other. It's true. Okay, so it is now time for the Salsa Bar. Will we make fun of Taco for his shenanigans? Ta so Taco Jack. comes clean. <laughs> yeah. And so to last week, like two days after we finished the podcast, I had just finished editing, and I said, I'm going to do some GBL sets. I do one five zero. I do another 5-0, I was like, this is a very, very good day. I go into, I tie my personal best of 12 wins. 
and yeah I know it's a very low number fight me but I tie my personal best of 12 wins and I'm on my 13th game and I'm thinking to myself I'm going to win this like I'm gonna win it comes down back and forth and I knock out their poke and I didn't I thought I knocked out their Pokemon but it turns out they switched and so I knock out the other Pokemon and I go yay I won and I put my phone down and then out of the corner of my eye, I see the third Pokemon go back out. And they're able to get two fast moves in before I'm able to get one of my fast moves in. And I end up losing <coughs> because I celebrated too early. They, they really played to that win condition. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> it's like, this, this is why you play to the end. I, I honestly thought I had won. And so, like... I lost that game, and then I ended up losing the next four games right after that. And I go, you know what? I think I got to stop for today. <laughs> we were talking about balance earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my oops moment. What uh, what what rank was that in? I think I was rank sixteen, going to seventeen. Still in placement matches, at least, so it wasn't too demoralizing. Yeah. I feel like all sorts of shenanigans happen in that just 0 to 20. <laughs> all sorts of buffoonery. But now I'm going to go ahead and segue into GVL progress. I'm sitting at a very comfortable rank 17. I know there are some people that are already hitting veteran. And to those people, I say congratulations. <clears throat> Hope you're enjoying your queue times. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it real slow, like... And that's because I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> well, and it's and it's always nice to kind of set yourself up for the league that you actually want to climb in. It's like I've heard you get a little excited about a holiday cup, and I think about the time that rounds out, you'll be ready to get some I'll be some, some real battles there. in. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be that's gonna be the goal. And so you said you're not at. You're not at a team yet. No, I I, I, I did I did just get to 15. I actually ended up playing one of the local guys just in my last set where it was pretty, pretty <laughs> hilarious. It was just like, oh, I don't think we've ever matched in GBL before. We did now. Yeah, now it's happening. So I mean, I'm I'm still running the the fun like and rock team. Like it's not doing quite as well just because I'm not seeing as many of the meta teams as I was. Like, if I had kept up with those people who were using the Noctowl Lantern Core, like, I think overall my record would be better, but it's still been a lot of fun. That's fair. But yeah, so I'll, I'll probably, when Ultra League hits, I'll do a push to rank 20 or rank 21 to when I inevitably get ace. And then when hol my goal is for when Holiday Cup starts, <clears throat> excuse me, when Holiday Cup starts, I want to be able to just dominate and go and rocket my way up to legend i actually kind of want that steven pose on uh, unpopular opinion well and i mean for people that either didn't play season one or just weren't hitting legend at that point like it's it is neat to have another opportunity especially that it's like the animated version i i do wish there was maybe more to it than that for <laughs> people who have the pose already but 
I do I do get why it's it's pretty neat for people who are now in a position to get there. Yeah, and that and that's definitely like that's why they're kind of recycling poses, which is fine. I I enjoy it. Time for an <clears> upgrade. <throat> Although I I yeah, still want so. still want that lance stuff. Can't believe <laughs> can't believe we haven't had like Lance as a featured trainer yet. Cuz he he hides with a cape. You got to get him with his cape. Got like Guzma before Lance? What, the, what is happening? I know, right? But it's okay. Can't really do much. <clears throat> but anyway, fortunately my voice is starting to cut out, so... <laughs> Perfect timing, actually. <laughs> I know. We're at the end of the show, so guys. It's fine. So trainers and dragon tamers, always remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, and stay away from those ice types or you'll catch a cold. Hopefully it's just a cold. And we will see you all in our next episode. Stay healthy out there.